Welcome back to Walker in the Wastes. Welcome to your doom. I now hand over to resident storyteller, The Queen. We last played on the 25th of the 5th, 2021, apparently, according to my notes. So <laughs> we're here the from the future. Are you okay, I don't Fonzie? know what happened there. Okay, yeah, it looked like Foxy. Um... She inhaled some soup. <laughs> uh, the title of the last work. episode was Happily Ever After? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, the aircraft that went missing was never found. Over the next six months, we each did our own things. We each get an invitation to meet one Dr. Barrow on the 1st of July at Toronto University. He's planning an expedition to Alaska. A pilot, Alexander Anderson, is also invited. Dr. Barrow is a well-known archaeologist and anthropologist. He tends to chase legends and myths. He's a good scientist, but a bit eccentric. He's tall and blonde. We arrive. Dr. Barrow introduces Alexander. He shows us prints. They look like yeek footprints. A botanist saw these prints northeast of Anchorage, a Dr. Christiansen. A picture implies it's much larger than the egg we last saw. Dr. Barrow assures us he has enough budget for any weapons we may require. We talk in private a bit, then the doctor rejoins us. We all agree to go again. Contracts are being drawn up. Sam has some telegrams to send, but she and Victor are going to look over the supplies first. Dr. Barrow has arranged hotel rooms for all of us. Barrow and Alexander buy some Arctic plane gear. We're flying to Anchorage, apparently. Victor plans what we'll need to survive in the Arctic. Sam actually just goes to send her telegrams first, after all and tries to pre-order some stuff in Anchorage on Dr. Barrow's account. Elwood goes to arrange some chemistry lab time. He also gets the negatives of the last photos to try and enhance them. Sam gets to the bar to drink and read a book called True Magic. She got off a strange bookseller. Later, Elwood and Alexander join her. It's a rather nasty place. They drink and have a nice time. Victor meditates. He meets his Arctic hair spirit guide. It tells him to look for a bridge, a, a bridge man in the center of knowledge. <laughs> what, what? The palace of the word. Look for bridge gemen. Gemen Mem? I, I, I don't know what that says. <laughs> you were doing so well. Bridgman. It's a name. It's Bridgman. Look for Bridgman, the centers of knowledge. Ah. The next day, Alexander does not turn up for breakfast. Victor is going to the library. Elwood goes to do chemistry. Elwood has multiple students and unlimited access to the chemical supplies. 
The dean arrives and, reporters in tow, awards Elwood a doctorate. He tells the reporters vaguely about our plans. He manages to design a proper flashbang grenade. Alexander gets up eventually, has some brandy. He does some flight planning, planning, not fuming. Then Dr. Barrow asks about storing some of the extra plane equipment on the plane. It should be okay. But he's ordering one of the wrong size, apparently. This is rectified. Victor goes to the library, picks up some pre-prepared stuff, but also finds a book relating to Bridgman, or a Bridgman anyway. Sam goes around showing people her horrific sketches, but gets nowhere. She heads back and finds Alexander looking over the gear. They review gear together. Someone arrives for Sam with a telegram. I wasn't sure where your notes were going when you said that Elwood has a number of students and unlimited chemicals. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) Breaking bad, 1920s. (laughs) I was in. Are you the danger? (laughs) I am the one who knocks. Aha, there it is. I knew there was a handout with your exhibition equipment. Yeah, I believe that we added everything to it or something. Uh, you did. You, you've been adding stuff that you have ordered. So before I put us into the future again, what's today's date? Is it the 23rd? Uh, 23rd of the 7th, 2020. Yeah. I thought you meant in character then. I was about to look <laughs> it up. Huh. I mean, you probably want that too. I think it's the 23rd. It wouldn't hurt. It's the 23rd of July, 19... 19- Something. 19 something. The official time. 1931. No, it's 1930. Okay. Sorry, I've just looked at my own notes. I was like, I wonder what notes I've taken so far in this campaign. Um, One of the notes I've got is, Pierre, old dude, died of old. <laughs> I've got like five lines. One of the only things you've taken were about my backstory. I got cold weather landing procedures, flight plan, cargo plan, weight distribution. Then immediately afterwards, Pierre, old dude, died of old. <laughs> uh, I need a reminder of what telegram you sent. Oh God, Sam. Is Sam even coming with us now? I sent a telegram to... Where was it we decided to fly to? You're flying to Anchorage. Yes. A telegram there asking for a load of supplies, including to some dodgy contacts I had asking for big guns and ammunition for them. Big guns. And bear traps. Ah, yes, I found it now. You've ordered um, two Browning machine guns, ten big custom bear traps, yeah. ammunition for the big guns, and a yeah. dog sledge and team. Yeah. Um, well, two dog sledge and teams for, for the lot of you. Yeah. Um, and I sent a telegram back to London, which you then sent me one back, which caused me no end of stress. Oh, I sent I, you it right at the end, didn't I? I managed to completely forget about until yesterday when I was going through my notes. I was like, oh, bollocks. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. I, you you I were labouring to... over that for a while, I thought. 
Yeah. It, it, oh, yes. No, I remember the telegram I sent now. Yeah. You did send it. There's a reference in it to one of my parents who are actually dead in my backstory, but that's okay. I just switched parents in my brain. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. There Dude. it is. Oh, bollocks. Okay, it doesn't matter. I'll be right back. Bye. Well, I say be right back. I'm still here. I can't do <laughs> that, Greg. Hmm? Ah, yeah, yes. Greg. yes. I remember the, um, <laughs> the, uh, the message I sent now. You sent me, you were very mean and made me have to do thinking. I made some rolls for your beloved, and she sent you a message. I don't play these games to think. There it is. It's, it's not my fault you picked a thinky character. Thinky is thing, she a thinky, thinky character? No. <laughs> I kind of feel like she's perhaps not a thinky character. I she, think she thinks about the sort of things that don't really need that much thinking about, like murdering teammates. <laughs> that, that's unfair. I mean, it it's, really, it's really situation. not, let's be fair. It was a very high-stress <laughs> situation, and someone had to make a difficult call. And so, after <laughs> not deciding to murder her, you drove it permanently insane instead. That was unintentional. <laughs> hey, Kat, have a look at this. <laughs> well, I, did, I had a lot of time since then trying to learn more so I can maybe put it right. Okay, well, last we left our beloved chums. You were all around... I think you were around the breakfast table, weren't you, Craig? Or was it the dinner table? Um, it was probably towards the end of the day, considering... Yeah, so I think we yeah. sat right down in the hotel bar after doing many things all day long. Uh, I think we can agree it was a table. Yes. A table, yeah. There was a table involved. Sam has just received a telegram... Yeah. And everyone else <laughs> is sort of relaxing after a day of doing exhibition planning. Uh, Dr. Barrow is also here with you. He is going over uh, Alexander's flight plan to Anchorage. It's a very daring flight, like nearly 3,000 miles. Is, is it a daring flight? It is at this t- day and age. You, you having to... Is it cake time? <laughs> Damn, already? Oh, oh god, there's chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Look at the cake. Why don't I have a beloved who brings me cake? (laughs) I have the best list. Say a bit louder, Ash. (laughs) (laughs) Beloved, bring me cake! I just want to see. I just expect to see a bit of cake just coming from the from the camera angle, just smack you straight in the face. Dug. Maybe Craig will order Michelle into the kitchen to bake him a cake. Craig's just going to order Casper's. It's fine. Or he's just going to go downstairs to get his Lotus biscuit ice cream. He does love those Lotus. Okay, so everyone is sitting around the table. Uh, you are planning. You've still got another cup. You've still got two days before Doctor Barrow's. Um, planned departure date. I think we've lost Craig. Craig's in- Why is Craig's internet so awful? There he goes. Your your internet is no- is you're practically in the same town as him, and your internet is fine, mate. 
I know. Hello. It must be Michelle, t- Michelle taking up all the bandwidth. I'm going to put it down to... tiring. It's got quite bad the last week or two. I'm going to put it down to the fact that they're both skinflings. They're probably on the cheapest package. No, I insisted on the best package for internet. Then you probably need to go and scream at some internet people. Probably, yeah. It does seem that way. Anyway, um, you still have two days until it's time to leave. Dr. Barrow is pretty much leaving you all to your own devices now that most of the planning is done. Uh, You do have the Obscure Deities of the World to read, which were the books you got out of the uh, library today when you discovered them. Mm Mm-hmm. By Samuel R. Bridgman. Uh, I believe, Victor, you have them currently. I do have that currently, yes. I'm just going to update my notes because I haven't written in who's got them. Victor. Victor. Okay. Um, so I'm going to start with Sam as you just got this important telegram. What are you doing? I have pulled out a um, pad of paper and I'm completely ignoring the others as I... I kind of obviously start drafting out a letter, but there's lots of like crossing out and restarting things. And um, I'm trying to obviously draft my way through some kind of response to this, but it's it's, all of my attention is on this now. I'm not paying any attention to what's going around me at all. Fair enough. Cool. Um, Is anyone doing anything else this evening? Or are you just going to have a nice evening? Um, That feels like a trick question. Um, Um, Victor's got four volumes sitting on his desk, well, the table in front of him. Uh, do do I? Books, Victor. Uh, yes. Well, some of them were. The uh, good Doctor Barrow requested that I pick up while I was at the library, so I did, and um, we should probably read them, I guess. Um, the this one, um is one that I am interested in myself. So I thought I'd take it out and have a look. Dr. Barrow looks up. Oh, what book did you pick up? Um, uh, I'll just point out, Bridgman's book is four volumes. Oh, it is. Oh, right. Okay. Sorry, I didn't realise that. I said um, address it. Oh, okay. Uh, uh, in which case, yes, these... these I, no, there, there were some that I picked up... A, Oh, I'm just confused now. <laughs> uh, if Richmond's book is four volumes... Uh... Oh, yes, it says one book per volume. <laughs> <laughs> you I, I've not even had time to look at this, I don't think. Uh, yes, uh, I, I, I just had a hunch that these might be interesting books, so I got them out, and yes... Uh, if we could want to have a look through them, we can. Uh, if you don't fancy it, so I guess I'll sift through them. I'm happy to have a read through. Gentlemen, I'm afraid I am... Um, Wonderful. I'm going to have to step out for a bit. I will, um, I'll join you shortly. Um, and I'm going to rip off... Well, I've gone through like multiple pages of my notebook, and I'm going to rip off one page, toss the notebook Jeff- onto my bag, and head out to the... Is everything okay, Sam? I oh, try and get in before you dash off. Um... It, it, it's a it's a personal matter. Um, I'm hoping for the time you need. I I will um I'll be back shortly, and I'm going to head off to the telegram office. Uh, you can actually send telegrams from the hotel concierge. Ah, oh, perfect. Well, I'm going to head down to the concierge in that case with my the note that I have sent to you. 
Let's see it. Uh, roll me your... Mm, roll me your credit rating. My credit rating? How can you not move my credit rating? There it is. Now roll me your luck. Oh, God damn it. Oh. Your telegram does not get eaten by the telegram system. It better fucking not. Mm-hmm. Or by Cthulhu. Um, <laughs> so, um, Elwood and Victor, Dr. Barrow is going to gather around and have a look at these books as well. Uh, Alexander, are you going to have a look at these books Victor's got out? or? Um, I assume, Have we got a solid flight plan? Have we got... Oh, yeah, is, you've got is... a, you, you know all your stops along the way. You've got it all planned out. Sure, I'll, 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 your I'll, biggest uh, concern at the moment is tetrising all the supplies into the cargo area. Is there like a bit of is there like bits of paper and pens and stuff or pencils or whatever? Yeah, yeah, Can I? Yeah. Okay, so um, and I'm assuming there's brandy because there's always brandy. There, you're in a very nice hotel. There's any kind of booze you fancy. Okay, so in uh, Canada, not America. Alexander gets a nice brandy and just kind of like sets up on the table that you guys have the books on and stuff, and just starts to uh, do some rough sketches of the measurements of the rear of the plane and trying to think about how to Tetris in the supplies. And working stuff. on the loading plan. Okay, yes. roll me your. Might be a good skill to make you roll for this one. Uh, your charm, obviously. You're going to charm this luggage into. <laughs> I think I am going to make this a. Hmm, hmm, what would I make this? I'm going to make just this. straight education. Uh, let me just scroll. Anthropology. <laughs> no, why? <laughs> why? I'm going to say. I'm going to make this a spot hidden one. As you are working on planning with just paper you you are working out a luggage plan to how to load all of this stuff into your plane it is definitely going to be a challenge but you can do it i should bloody well hope so with a roll like that certain things are going to have to go in in certain orders to take up the most to make the maximum amount of use of the space and sam cannot have a canoe with that roll, I should be able to have a canoe. <laughs> you cannot have a canoe. How about a foldable canoe? Can we not have it, like, at the bottom? Just hanging out? No. It's too long. It juts into the passenger seats and the seats are in the way. No, no, no. I meant outside of the plane. What if I sit in the canoe? <laughs> you cannot strap the canoe to the outside of the plane. <laughs> the aerodynamics would be fucked. <laughs> You've seen the plane, right? It's not exactly yes, the, the most aerodynamic thing in the world. <laughs> yes, yeah, so do you really want to make it even worse? Uh, that's true, that's true. <laughs> Whilst trying to fly to Alaska. I'd rather not die, please. Uh, I d- <laughs> You're playing the wrong game. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> cool, yeah. So I, I, I put together a very detailed plan of what we can and can't take and how it would all fit into the plane, the weight distribution, everything like that. So the luggage is essentially as well secured as it possibly can be. 
We can no longer fit Victor in the plane anymore, however, so he gets to go home. Oh, oh no, Victor's got a new you seat. You don't get off that easy. <laughs> Victor's got a seat atop the wings. Oh. Oh, he's doing a wing walk. All the way back. <laughs> yeah, Alexandra's decided the best place for Elwood and Victor is on either end of the wings for ballast. I'm up for this. Don't worry, Elwood, sure. I'll make sure we're dressed nice and warm for it. <laughs> <laughs> Brandy, brandy, um, brandy. That's what Alexander's working on. Um, Victor and um, Elwood, ah! I need you both to smooch and declare you your undying lie. Love for one another. Or roll English to read this book. How do I roll smooch? Roll <laughs> Probably charm. No. What would it oh, be? I do not read. I read so hard. <laughs> hard read. <laughs> I mean, this is a bit weighty, a Extreme. bit hard going. Extreme read. And Elwood. Uh, Does my book have pictures? <laughs> uh, your book, Elwood, is mostly uh, maps and diagrams of bits of the earth. So there isn't much to read or learn. It's just maps of various Arctic locations. And um, northern hemisphere civilizations with like um, like there'll be a map of northern Japan and then you know a cross segment of how far northern Japan is from the Arctic Circle and then the next page will be Vladivostok and another cross section like you know X miles to North Pole and uh, it, it translates around the northern hemisphere like that. But written on each one, Elwood, you know are. Gods, the names of various deities. They all appear to be wind deities, like um, Hittite, Thakthataka, Suzanowo, of course, Quetzalcoatl, Thor, Sylar, Enel. Um, but yeah, so each one of these maps of part of you know encompasses a civilization and. Uh, Mentions a god from the local pantheon. Okay. Uh, Craig. Uh, you are reading through the text. It seems to be a long, rambling introduction uh, about Professor Bridgman and his works and the places around the world he's travelled um, mm. and his study on the various anthropological and... Um, religious practices of various ancient civilizations across the globe and how they all have similarities that need to be explored. Mm. Specific passing interest paid to the uh, wind gods. All right, okay. Okay, uh, that is what you managed to glean from it this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, and Sam, you get that telegram back just before you go to bed. And I've crossed off three days on this book that you're reading, Craig and Nathan. Yay. Three days.
I'm staying up late and drafting a response. Okay, you stay up late and draft and response. Um, everyone else, you heading to bed at normal times, like normal people? Uh, when are we? Are well, we going tomorrow? No, tomorrow. no, you're going the day after. Okay, so you've got another day in uh, in Toronto tomorrow, and then you take off the next day. Uh, I'm going to stay up with Doctor Wodja Who's it? Barrow. Yeah, Doctor Barrow, and drink rum. No, not rum. Uh, brandy. <clears throat> Share a brandy with him. Uh, how is your liver doing? We'll sit there and laugh and scoff about the inadequacies of women. <laughs> wow. That's, that's what men do, isn't it, in that time period? <laughs> uh, you drink brandy wrong me your constitution. I saw a woman try to drive. It was hilarious. Uh-huh. <laughs> women don't drive. I think uh, they give me a hard constitution. No, oh, for fuck's sake. I keep forgetting my constitution is very poor. <laughs> Your constitution is really bad. Um, oh, jeez. Wow. <laughs> what I didn't know that was possible. <laughs> is How that did a... you even do that? <laughs> On purpose. Oh, my. Oh, my. Oh. After sending that telegram, I'm going back to my favourite local shithole bar. You go back to the local <laughs> shithole. Fair enough. Um Alexander, you and Dr. Barrow get incredibly merry and chat up a really nice uh, um, waitress who is plying you with booze and getting really good tips. Woo! Uh, Sam, you go back to your dive. Um, you drink <laughs> sensibly? I drink very heavily. Well, I am, me your constitution. I am <laughs> hard as well. I'm considering whether I've made a poor decision. In life, or <laughs> I mean, I you, feel like just drinking loads well, is a poor decision. <laughs> you drink really heavily. The biggest problem is with your dive, however, is that even though you are drinking heavily, um, all of the everything is watered down, obviously. Um, so you just don't really get that drunk. <sighs> I'm gonna, in that case, once I, it appears that I'm not getting anywhere, I'm just gonna pull my book out and read it late into the night before heading back to the hotel. Okay, um, you are reading your book, which is, which one? True Magic? That's the one. Yes. Fair enough, you've read four days of the skin read. Let me roll down to... Okay, roll me your English. 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 I can't click on it. Well, do that. I did that for me earlier. Have you got it in edit mode by accident? No, it's it's allowing me to click now. Oh yeah, English. English. You have finished the skim reading of True Magic. You can scroll down. Ooh. Uh, <laughs> and immediately to, shit yourself. <laughs> to, to that next page <laughs> and roll your sanity. When's texts? It starts on when. Okay, hang on. <laughs> Elwood and Victor. Uh, Hello. Hello. Alexander seems to be having a smashing time flirting with this waitress and drinking lots of delicious brandies. You two have been studying your book for a few hours. Are you going to give up and go to bed, or are you going to join in the uh, gentleman bonding rituals? I didn't last night, so it would probably be remiss of me to 
completely absent myself from the camaraderie of the group. So I am going to have a wee tipple with the boys. I'm going wherever the drink is. It's good with me. <laughs> okay, boys. Woo! Both of you roll your constitution at hard. Oh no, my dumpster. Yeah. No, no, no. Fuck you guys then, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Despite you both having a brandy, uh. you are both men and are able to take your drink in your stride. And though you definitely have a few and you join in with the flirting with the beautiful waitress and definitely tip her quite a handsome tip, you don't get completely sozzled. And around about half past midnight, you all toddle upstairs to your rooms. And um, three of you go to bed and one of you falls into bed. I managed to make it to bed at least. That's that's a Only because you had three people helping you. <laughs> um, I could probably get Alexander there by myself. Yeah, but your your rooms are all in the same corridor, so uh... yeah, it's fine. We make it happen. Yeah, it's easy enough for us. We're men. <laughs> <laughs> that's the are... spirit. Don't make me go get the lumberjack photos, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> To show everyone how much of a man you truly are. Okay, uh, Sam, you eventually return to the hotel. Yeah. Um, but as you return to the hotel, I'm afraid you need to have plus two Cthulhu Mythos. Oh, no. And roll <laughs> me a d4. Oh, no. do that. You lose two sanity, as yeah. the things in this book are just somewhat too accurate. Especially with your prior knowledge of uh, the Yi and your Thakra. Yay! The rest of the book appears to be uh, Wen's um, protective charms. And you're going to have to spend time reading these charms to work out what they do and okay. how to do them. I've got reading material for our long flight. There are five. There are five large, rambling, multi-page diagrams of instructions. You're going to have to pick a number between one to five. Um, you can, however, spend some time to try and glean the um, titles, or at least. No, I'm, I'm going to do it at random. I'm going to go. In fact, I'll roll. Any bony bob. I'll roll a one d five. A there four. We go. Oh. Oh well, that's going to be exciting. Oh no. Oh my. Well, I'll get back to that next time you study this book. You go to bed. Yep. Oh my. Uh, did you send me a reply? I did. Okay. Uh, Sam, um, uh, everyone sleeps. Everyone who got wankered, um, which is um, just Alexander and Dr. Barrow, has to make me another constitution roll the next morning. <laughs> uh, what difficulty? Just normal. Too drunk to fly. 
No, I'm, I just. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> Probably because all of those lovely gentlemen saw you to bed and poured like a jug of water into you. You don't have a hangover the next morning. Your tongue, your tongue feels like arse, and your uh... <laughs> 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 I just made her do a spit take whilst swallowing. My bad. Thank you. <laughs> was not intentional. Humor should never be apologised for. Um, yeah, you feel rough, but not not completely hungover and immobilized. Um, Sab, you need to roll me intelligence. Oh. Ah, um, you wake up in the morning and your mind just informs you of all of the issues with the last telegram you sent. Hmm. It's... She's first. Sam, cat uh, has to work out the next steamer train from Southampton to Halifax. The journey from Halifax to to Halifax is about six days by steamship. It's then another four to five days to get a train from Halifax to Toronto. You're leaving tomorrow morning to fly to Anchorage. Ah, I'm going to send a correction. <laughs> 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 I yeah okay so I, I was going to send a correcting telegram of um, telling her to meet you in Anchorage yes wait Nathan what have you sent me what is going on I don't know he's <laughs> my telegrams I thought you might like them best collaboration mm. I've ever seen what is what this? KFC oh. Crocs. <laughs> oh no! Oh oh oh! What abomination! Abomination! What what is this? What am I watching? <laughs> can can this not I have to... <laughs> Can this not be a thing, please? What have you done, Colonel? <laughs> what is this? Why do these exist? I need some of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Nathan, you have derailed the game with Crocs. I'm sorry. <laughs> They're good looking good. I mean, even <laughs> I think those Crocs are abominations. <laughs> oh. He says as he posts, I have a need, and the link in the other channel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh my God. what's worse is you can watch this video in virtual reality. No. <laughs> Which makes that me believe be that it's an a experience? 3D video oh, or something? Yeah. I don't know. Any, anyway, let's, let's get, oh, go away from the horror and get back to something much less horrible, <laughs> like Cthulhu. The horror. <laughs> well, I think everyone needs to make me Santex. For having witnessed the KFC quads. Um. <laughs> oh, that's too good. There you go. I- I'm good with oh. the KFC quads. Oh no! <laughs> and, by- and by good, I mean that I, I hate me. them. I love them. <laughs> Nate, on right, the other okay. hand, is going to buy them. Nope. So <laughs> me and Craig are going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to buy them. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's the only thing you two wear now for the rest of your life is the KFC oh, box. Please, no. Okay, uh, next morning in Canada, Sam, you send a correction to your beloved, um, beloved, who does not telegram you back. Um, the Dr. Barrow says he is going to uh, continue uh, working. I'm going to ask for some of Dr. Barrow's time and everyone else's sodded off. Yes, of course, Sam. I want to go through some of the survival gear we're going to need at the other end of you and Victor. Um, Elwood, dear chap, did you have any time to look through those negatives? Um, Yes. Uh, Did you find anything new? I don't remember. (laughs) 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 I've been hitting the drink quite hard lately. (laughs) 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 the bottle of scotch in hand what (laughs) (laughs) what photos the photos of my mother (laughs) (laughs) it feels like two months since I look at those negatives (laughs) Uh, what you glean from the negatives uh, I've actually forgotten what you glean from the negatives (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what does it say in your notes that he gleaned the negatives? I don't have notes that say I gleaned anything. <laughs> I thought, oh, what, what negatives were these? Because I think I remember something about them. The original photo, the photos that are leading you to uh, to Alaska. Oh, oh I he, thought that... the foot bigger than a uh, big yeah. one we last saw. Yeah, I thought that was all that you saw. Yeah, oh. I don't, well, I don't think that was news though, was it? We we already knew it was a lot bigger. Yeah. Uh, no, I found my notes. You were not able to glean anything extra from... There we the go. <laughs> I didn't um, forget something. I just never knew it in the first place. <laughs> there we go. You rolled badly. Ah, there we go. Rolled poorly. Sounds like me. With a 91 photography skill. Uh, but yes, you waffle off about how you've got some... Uh, clear. You did clear them up, however, to make them large, like, uh, A4 size prints of the photos um, rather than the tiny little normal size photograph um, in which case I say I'm, I'm afraid I didn't really see much else but here I have made these bigger and clearer copies for you um, yeah Dr. Barrow accepts those happily um, and sets in to start examining them in fact, this footprint, it's, I mean it's about the size of an elephant's foot look at the way Christopher is standing in the middle of it it's fascinating. We definitely need to capture one of these creatures and um, bring it back for scientific study. Yes, I agree. I agree entirely, but with caution, for there are beasts. Fluffy beasts. Yeah, <laughs> fluffy beasts. Elwood, can you just order cats for cuddling off the concierge or something? <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> All of the Wait. cats. Waiter turns up with a basket of kittens. And just <laughs> <laughs> it's my support cat. He's part of Cromwell's cat club. <laughs> hey, Dr. Bowers then. Well, um, otherwise, Alexander, you probably need to go and ensure that the plane is loaded, ready for leaving tomorrow. Do you need an extra pair of hands to help you with that? Uh, checks stats. <sighs> Yes. <laughs> Very yes. Well, I'm sure there are cargo handlers and things at the airport, but uh, why don't you take Victor? 
Victor. Hello. Uh, do you mind going to give Alexander a hand packing everything away? Of course I don't mind. That's absolutely fine, Doctor. Excellent. Um, oh, um, he rotals around. Contracts! I need you all to sign these so the university will continue paying us. Wonderful. Um, do you mind if I have a, a brief chat in some privacy before I sign mine? Oh, yes, of course. Well, anyone else got anything to ask, or are you all happy to sign? Otherwise, uh... Um, yeah, I'm happy to sign. Uh, one thing I would say is you did want uh, myself and Sam for some time today as uh, well, remember, Doctor? Yes, yes. No, I know. If you help Alexander with the plane, I can have a private okay. chat-chat with uh, Sam, and then we'll come on out to the airport, and uh, we can go through anything else we think I need to buy that I've forgotten. Okay. Uh, Elwood, um, I assume you need to wrap up classes, order interns to, I don't know, polish your shoes, <laughs> that kind of thing. I have loose ends to tie up, yes. Oh, I, I heard about your doctorate, by the way, Doctor. Very well done. Oh, yes, I'm a doctor now. <laughs> doctor of photography. <laughs> Doctography. Toronto's first PhD in photography. Very impressive. Yes, completely deserved and earned, I'm sure we'd all agree. Mm-hmm. Of course. Of course, yeah, of course. a man who's um, a six-part series in the National Geographic uh, took the world by storm. He's definitely earned a doctorate. Yes, he took some great photos of the beast that we found, of course, trapped and... <laughs> I mean, I'm completely deserved. Obviously, well done. <laughs> it's it's very it's it's fine. I have I don't really put much stock into into such things anyway. It's obviously a great honour and all of that wonderful stuff. But I value my experience more than the bits of paper. Our experience. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he says why he still has his mind. Okay. Um. So, uh, everyone signs their contract, except you, Alexander. You've already signed one after all. Yeah, I assume so. Me, I'm not signing it until yeah, I've um, Everyone else signs, and Alexander and Victor head towards the airport. Elwood, where are you going? Uh, I'm just going to go and make sure that the, um, the students are all sorted. and, and not, not, Nothing that really requires anything of any detail. I'm just going to make sure everything's all in order. And, uh, yeah, you're just tying up the loose ends. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Okay, uh, once you're alone at the breakfast table, Dr. Bowen pours you another coffee. Sam, he's like, so, uh, Sam, what can I do to her? Is it okay to call you Sam, or do you prefer Samantha? Sam, Sam is preferred, in fact, so feel free. Um, okay, then, Sam, what can I help with? Something of a complication, um, though I, I, I hope to find that it won't cause um, any issues. How do you feel about bringing on a translator to our our expedition um a personal acquaintance of mine that um i would appreciate it if yeah which languages i wasn't able to get the university to give us a translator apparently no one well the only people with the correct languages wasn't really interested well she i believe she has some experience in inuit because i've taught her what i can but she also speaks french um, and a few of the other languages more preferred by the british embassies at the time at this this moment so quite a selection um excellent uh, yes no i'll totally take on an extra translator um i mean i'm not too bad with the inuit and uh native american tongues but uh yeah french and japanese and russian 
are always welcome, especially when we're pootling around in the Arctic. I believe Russian is one of her specialties, in fact, so that might be... Oh, excellent. Um, because there's a large Russian contingent in Alaska. Brilliant. Well, I am... Um, I'm actually... I, I'm, I believe that she's already headed up to Anchorage at the moment, so I've... I took the oh, well, liberty of, of giving the details of where we'll be staying on the off chance that you'll say yes. Well, have her drop in and I'll conduct an interview when she arrives. Uh, make sure she's got her references if you happen to speak to her and uh, we'll, uh, we'll interview the lass when she arrives. Fantastic. I will, I'm much obliged if you look favourably on the arrangement. Um, oh, well, if she can speak all the languages you say she can, she's probably going to be perfect. But, you know, if I don't follow the right procedure, the university will refuse funding. I... I entirely understand, and I am happy should the issue come up to take a cut in my own remuneracy in order to supplement hers, if that is... Oh, well, I don't think that'll be needed. Um, she sounds like a bang-up lass who knows the languages we need, so... Uh... <laughs> bang-up lass. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is just going to kind of chew on her lip for a second and kind of swallow it. Yep, yeah, that's... That's how I would <laughs> how I would describe her. Well, Sam, sign on the dotted line. And when this what's her name? Catherine. Uh, when this Miss Catherine joins us in Anchorage, we can uh, have a little chat, you know, an informal interview kind of thing, just so I can say that I did one, and we'll square it all away with you know the accountants. Perfect. I pull out a pen, sign the contract. Excellent, Elwood. Hello. As you are approaching the photography building, a young lady being followed by a photographer uh, calls out, uh, Professor Elwood? Hello. Hi. Um, Jessica Lowe. Uh, I'm with Time. Um, I was wondering, do you have time for a brief interview? Um, yeah, 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 sure, if we make it quite brief. Excellent. I'm very excited to see you today. Uh, can we just pop into your office briefly? Indeed, come into my office. Okay. Uh, she holds, uh, as I said, Jessica Lowe. I'm with uh, Time, the weekly uh, news magazine. Um, you are on our shortlist for Person of the Year, 1930. Mm. So we were hoping to get a little bit of a uh, personal profile of your work in the world of photography. Very well. Ask away. Okay. Uh, roll me your... Charm. Mm. Okay. Cool. <laughs> you are charming beyond belief. She asks you all the standard questions about, you know, your life, your your growing up, how you got into photography, your Arctic adventures, your upcoming adventure, um, how honoured you feel to have been given the first ever professorship. You know, things like that. My military um, background, how much I love my mother. Yeah, all, all the standard eggs. You like cats, not dogs. <laughs> I like both. I just prefer cats. Yeah, um, Except for right now when one keeps trying to escape. <coughs> Your ideal Sunday. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. My, my ideal Sunday, which actually um, doesn't involve cats. It's my cat-free day. Desert Island Discs. What you, you know... Desert Island Discs in the 19... 19- <laughs> Yeah. Time, 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 time magazine needs to know this stuff. Um, yeah, uh, she thanks you for the interview. 
Uh, it takes about an hour, in, hour and a half to give a full, proper interview. And they take a couple of shots of you at your desk. Can, don't, can I critique the shots? You can indeed roll your photography to critique the shots. Yeah, in the end, you kind of take over from the, 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 the newspaper photographer and sit, get out your own camera and set it up and take photos of yourself with the little, <laughs> with, with the little, the little thing, clicker thingy that allows you to do shots from a distance and then you give them the film. Yep. Um, they inform you you are on the short list with uh, several others, obviously. Um, she can't tell you the others, but uh, it was a good shot. Very well. How short is the shortlist? Uh, there are six people on the shortlist. Excellent. I can't think of many others in my field that would be as worthy. Uh, yes, you are up against... Admittedly, you are the only one in the photography field, sir. Um, we do have a few other interesting uh, uh, celebrities from around the world. Um... Uh, currently, the current favourite is between you and, uh, um, oh, I really shouldn't say. Um, Go on, you know you want to. Well, there's this little Indian chap, Mahatma Gandhi. Have you heard of him? <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Uh, yes, he led some sort of a salt protest in India. Um, but uh, I don't think anyone's going to pick him for time out the person of the year I think you're in a better shot Mr. Mr. Elwood excellent so I, I, I just looked up who um, person of the year was in 1930 <laughs> and literally was Gandhi. a little Indian jab <laughs> oh. so sorry Elwood you're not quite going to make the cut and be person of the year but you're um, on the short list yeah. that's fair I mean, getting second to Mahatma Gandhi is pretty, <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> I'll take it. Typical year. Good competition. Especially given yeah. all the, all you've done is basically you just took some photos. <laughs> to be fair, I'm going to die in it for the rest of my, my career. Did yeah. you know that I came second to Mahatma Gandhi? <laughs> oh, what did I you mean, do? Oh, I, I took some photos. Time's person of the year list really goes downhill. Mahatma Gandhi, 1930. Mwah. Um, various other American presidents, Wallace Simpson, Chiang Kai-shek, Adolf Hitler. Adolf Hitler? What? what? 1938, Person of the Year, Adolf, Adolf Hitler. Hitler. 1939, hmm. Joseph Stalin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Joseph Stalin wins it twice. He does. <laughs> wow. I wonder how he managed that. <laughs> uh, Winston, Winston Churchill wins it twice as well, at least. As does Her Majesty the Queen. So I think I'm back. I didn't know you'd gone, you gone, mate. You look quite back. Did 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 you win Times Person of the Year? It turns no, out I'm going to come second to Mahatma Gandhi. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn shame. It's a crying shame. I yeah. think Mahatma Gandhi needs to fucking roll for it. <laughs> I think Mahatma Gandhi wins by default. Mm. I think his charisma stat line, though, is like 99, so unless he critically fails. True. 
He'll just but it's summon... probably a contested roll. He'll just Not against summon... my charm. He'll just <laughs> summon Shiva and have done with it. Right, uh, that's Elwood's morning. Take it up uh, at the airport. Um, Alexander and Victor, you arrive. You head out to the hangar where the um... the plane what's is. What's, what's, <laughs> yes. what's it called? Uh, uh, is it a West a Westerland? No, 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 no. Uh, what, what is it called? What name have you given your baby? Juniper. Oh, I haven't name. I don't know. I don't know. Give it, given that Catherine seems like quite a common name, maybe I'll call it Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> the Doctor Campbell Memorial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what happened to the last Catherine? <laughs> Is it an just keep keep feeding the Catherines into the Catherine machine. Just just roll them through. Um, I, uh, I, I haven't a, thought that far ahead. It's just a plane. It's well, it's a relatively new plane. Maybe its name hasn't come to you yet. <laughs> it's there, just there a plane. You, you have only had it for like a month. I mean, it's it's my plane. He's yeah, just you're... getting ready for it to get shot down, or you yeah, know. I, I don't want to name it. I don't want to name it yet yeah. in case I get attached yeah. to it. Now, what's yeah. actually going to happen is if Aqua's going to grab it and like be playing with it like zoomies. <laughs> can that can that not be a thing that happens? <laughs> Please, that should never happen. Uh, Victor, it's a very modern-looking three-engine plane. It looks mm. quite large, really. You're surprised something this big can actually fly. How many engines? Uh, uh, yeah, Give me a sec, I'll roll for it. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that, that's Why not am an I engine. That surprised that's... about it. I've got an intelligence of eighty. Remember? Yeah, but you know the the world of aviation is updating all the time. Mm, fair, fair, okay. I Actually, mean, this looks like an impressive plane. Um, I, I do have a name for it, actually. Um, Jemima. No, where the shit did I write it down? <laughs> Where did I write it down? Okay, uh, Francesca. I did actually write it down. Okay, yeah, it has a stylized name on the front of the plane, Francesca. Um, and uh, the side cargo hatch is open, ready for you to start working on loading stuff inside. Uh, most of your supplies are already here all stacked up. They've been arriving over the last couple of days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, where would you like me to make a start? Um, I instruct you perfectly as to what needs to go in first and what doesn't need to go in first and where it needs to go. And describe in great detail the things that you shouldn't do and the things that you should do when putting them into the plane. <laughs> I listen carefully to your instruction. <laughs> Is he the man who arranges the books? <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. That is such a great reference. Um, yes, considering you have a plan, and a victor, and yourself, you load the plane. It, it really is like um, playing some sort of terrifying reverse Tetris Jenga hybrid. Um and some of the things really don't make any sense to you, Victor, when, you know, she's, he's like, let's put this giant box in here. But then it all just slides in perfectly. 
it's like the dimension. Well, there's literally no space left at the end of it. <laughs> no, the plane was going to be at its uh, maximum weight capacity for taking off, uh, especially with all the extra fuel that needs to be um, in the additional fuel tank that has been added on the undercarriage. So what I'm hearing is we all need to have very light breakfasts that day. <laughs> well, it can carry a ton. Well, that's me then. <laughs> and we don't actually have that much on the plane. It's the extra fuel from the fuel tank that's been installed. In fact, has anyone else put the put stuff on the plane? Um, everyone's luggage is here, except for the clothes they need for tomorrow morning, so suitcases and such. Hmm. Because we've got e- e- expedition equipment. Yeah, you've got expedition equipment, but there's also um, uh, the plane stuff in your... And there's... um, Plane stuff. Plane stuff. There's less plane stuff. Then there's ornate stuff as well. There's things like everyone's... um, I'm going to update this list as I list these out, because they're not... Thank you. Um... Everyone's Arctic weather gear. Cold weather gear, because you've had that all designed here in um, Toronto, uh, so it fits, and you've all been fitted for it. There are skis for everyone. Oh, I remember asking Elwood to design me, like, a trip flare. Yeah, I did that, didn't I? Yeah, flares times five. Yep, he did them. There are Elwood's... Are you a mad scientist, Elwood? Uh, I'm turning into one. Yeah. Not a man or two, yeah. Mad doctor, I feel, would be better. Or yeah. the mad. Um, what other stuff was there? There's Elwood's flare powders, uh, Elwood's portable darkroom, photography equipment. Well, one question would be just what, how much stuff would the Doctor have logically ordered to Anchorage rather than here as well? Yeah, we, we have an Anchorage order. Yeah, well, Sam already did some. Yes. I would have imagined the Doctor has done some as well. Yeah, for sure. And there's two Brownie machine guns, custom bear traps, ammunition pieces, dog sled and team. Um... There's various Arctic survival food stuff which you've ordered here because they can be tinned and canned and preserved here. Uh, there are the tents because the, you want the good tents, not the shit tents you'd be able to buy in fuck, fuck nowhere Anchorage. There are five personal tents. Got some drink. 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 <laughs> we all know what kind of drink you're talking about. Brandy. That's that's what all the men drink, isn't it? It's a man's <laughs> drink, brandy. Civilised men drink brandy. I did in my early 20s. I've never drunk brandy. I've never drunk brandy. <laughs> 
There we go. There's a whole bunch of stuff on there. If anyone thinks of anything else before you leave Toronto that they very specifically want mentioned Whoa. in that list. Cool. Can I, can I make two amendments to oh, our right. packing I... arrangements, please? You can. You're packing things as you talk. I, I, I wish to pack them in a way that there's kind of a very small kind of walkway from the front and the back from the front to the back of the storage area so that we could in fact get at anything without having to unpack without having to unpack the entire thing yeah you will have to roll me your intelligence can i help with a bonus dice don't need it no don't Uh need it fine Yeah. When it comes to packing a plane, <laughs> when it comes to packing a plane, I'm well good at that. Drinking, I suck. Packing a plane, really good. How are you flying the plane? Um. Oh no. <laughs> Why did you say? Um. And the the other amendment was that there should be like ratchet straps and stuff like that to actually oh, yeah. secure stuff into Everything the back of the plane. Now. Yeah. Cool. That's that's pretty much. Everything I could think of. I guess I'll do some cursory checks of the aircraft itself, just in case there's well, nothing. Your aircraft maintenance. Uh, is there anything else you'd like me to do, Alexander? Um, you've had such an amazing intelligence check. There is something you would love. To oh yeah. All about. Um, you would love, absolutely love, to teach Victor how to do Arctic aircraft maintenance. So you're not the only one. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck to do? <laughs> then, uh, then I'll I'll do that. Okay, I need oh. you to roll me your. Um, Is it just mechanical, mechanical repair? repair? And Victor, you need to roll me your intelligence. Come on, intelligent. Ah. Yeah. Why are you editing my? So sheet? hard. What, what's happening? We're doing good. It's fine. Don't panic. I'm panicking because my my sheet's being edited. Ah, it's being edited again. Oh, that's that's probably fine. Uh, why did you remove? The GM has spooky powers in te- in um roll twenty. Okay. Why did you kill my my radio? Operate radio. Because <laughs> video I've... killed the radio star. I'm moving it up here. Oh, okay. I always used to think that was Video Stuver Radio Star. <laughs> I always wondered why Video Stuver Radio Star. Disco Stu? Disco Stu the Radio Store. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh my God, I've got so much science. Science! Science! Yeah, I've I stopped using the additional skills because it doesn't update the name of the skill when you roll it. Uh, Victor... Uh, you now have uh, 15 in aircraft maintenance. Okay, so I need to ram that in somewhere then. Stick it under sciences. And that's the basics of like how to drain the liquids out of the pipes so they don't freeze. How to warm the engines up by using the electric uh, engine cowlings. 15 arctic maintenance. How to not that work for non-plane things as well, potentially. Uh, aircraft maintenance, Craig, not art. Our aircraft. <laughs> it's specifically for how to look after an aircraft in the frigid Arctic lands. Hi. 
Uh, yeah. I fail. You pull out all of the fuel lines. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Practicing <laughs> while it's not going to kill us. Oh. The ash, the burning ash from Victor's cigarette falls <laughs> down into the puddle of flames. And I the whole smoke. plane goes up in flames. In um, aviation fuel anyway. doesn't burn. It doesn't Trish. ignite like that. <laughs> Do not interrupt. There's oil as well, clearly. Some guy's there with a flamethrower and he's oh, like, oh no! <laughs> Aviation fuel of the kind we have today wasn't invented in the 1930s. It very oh. definitely did catch fire. Well, well fuck! Aviation fuel get invented. Aviation fuel, ah. Uh, I'll remember to speak mm. to Catherine as much as I can. No. <laughs> okay. Stop um, furiously oh. googling. <laughs> oh, really? fuel. No, I'm going to go back to Sam. Sam, what are you doing after your talk with Doctor Barrow? As you've not really done anything else today. Um, I'm going to, out of paranoia, because um, <laughs> I realised I sent the wrong message and I've not had a response. Leave instructions with both the university and the concierge to send. Um. Did I give her a second name? Hang on. Hang she didn't on. give I'm your not... love interest a second name. <laughs> <I'm not sure. laughs> wow, Yanks. I'm, I'm not sure if I got that <laughs> I never expected to actually... Ah, I did, yes. Catherine Fairview, if she turns up um, to instruct her to where, exactly where we've gone, and to, I will leave... I'll leave um, my contact details for any cost to be charged to me. And then I am going to hmm, I'm going to what am I going to do? No, I think I'm I think I'm good. That's it pretty much for me. I I've gone over the list of supplies, I'm quite happy what's going in. I know absolutely nothing out about planes, so I can do nothing but trust that they know what the hell they're doing. And you're uh, going to read one of these mysterious things from your... Uh... Yeah, you know what? I've got nothing else to do, so I'm going to um, head down to the bar again. I'm going to demand that I get given better alcohol this time. Yeah, the hotel actually has good alcohol. Oh, you well, you're going back to your dive? No, I'm not saying that. <laughs> not my kind of place. I'm going back to the dive. Roll me your credit rating. Okay. Uh, Oh, Jesus. Um, Yeah, he doesn't really have anything better than this. This is what they've got. Fine. Just fine. I'm going to... I will enjoy it. I I will enjoy what you have until um, I head off, but... Thanks for trying anyway. Maybe for when I come back, we you keep something a little bit nicer behind the bar for me. I mean, I bring you put some money behind the bar. I'll get you something nice. <laughs> I thought I thought we were friends. <laughs> we are friends, but this is only I'm not made of money. I'm going to pay you for the alcohol you I eventually drink. Yeah, but I've got to pay the money to buy the alcohol first. Fine, hang on. Let me just. How much money do I even have 
on me. Probably quite a bit. Um, possession. Yeah, I've got plenty of cash. I'm going to leave $30 okay. and go... Fuck me. I expect there to be something much nicer behind this bar when I get back. As you say, Mom. As you say. Right, and then I'm going to go sit in the corner and read my complicated book. After about five minutes, he comes over, takes your drink away, and puts down a glass and a bottle and goes back behind the bar. I thought so. I thought so. Money up front in this place, love. You know how it works. Uh, well, you know, at least at least some things are the same wherever you go. Now, um, this is a really got- nice... Uh, Really, really nice whiskey. I've got my feet on the table, glass in one hand, and the book kind of propped on my knees as I flick pages. Roll me your English at hard. Well, I'm doing verbose, so let's see what that comes up with. Again, it's English. It won't let me make it. Hang on. There we go. Nope. Yeah, you're starting to make headway of this. It looks at first like an astronomical chart, but actually, it's the instructions of what you need to do. It's just written in a in a spiral, ah. in really crabby handwriting. So you're you're slowly transcribing it onto um into a notepad, um so you can actually read the damn. Yeah, I'm writing it into the the bit of my journal that is kind of at the back and hidden away that you can't instantly find that little oh, yeah, the section. you know you understand it better if you speak it out loud as you read it I don't <laughs> think I'll do that are you sure you wouldn't like to read it out loud I am not going to read it out loud so there's I, a couple of really tricky words right here just no, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to copy it out letter for letter into legible writing in the back in the secret section of my my log book and that's it um, you may roll again if you're spending most of the day doing this. Yeah, I've got nothing better to do. I've sorted out my personal affairs. Everything else is in order. Let's try again. Now. And one more roll to oh, round gee. off the day. Uh, okay. Why is it just the English thing, though? Oh. Oh. Oh, dear. I'm just going to have to take control. Oh, dear. He's assuming direct control. <laughs> <laughs> of your character sheet. And then I went insane. <laughs> and then the barman came up to you and showed you a picture of a beast. So you find the, the barman's like a gribbly all along. <laughs> um Um Hmm. I see. You now know how to cast that. Um. You sound concerned, Jinx. What's there to be concerned about? It's a very concerningly named spell, Rasset. That's why I'm concerned. <laughs> is, is it brain death? <laughs> I, need, I, I, need to, I need to ask. When I when I transcribe this down, yep. is there a title of the spell at the top? Do I know, like, what this will do? Or is it like, I've no idea, let's find out. Uh, that's everything you know. That is the title of the spell that you've been oh. able to ascertain. And right. the instructions, there was then a string of words written in the spiral. Yep. The instructions are, read those words out loud in a dark place. 
Right. Read it. Read it. Read it. <laughs> Whilst we're in the air in the plane, read it. <laughs> I'm just going to the cargo bay. <laughs> Ten minutes later, an octopus just bursts out of the cargo bay. <laughs> uh, why? No, no. Last time one of my role-playing groups messed around with our ancient spells in on a plane, oh, right. Todd smoked the plane. Oh. Come on. Okay. Uh, Victor Elwood, what are you doing with the rest of the day? Um, I would have. Con- oh, I was about to do type my loose ends before I was distracted by an interview, so I would have continued doing this. You tie up your loose ends, which is not a bad thing to do. Uh, you spend some time with your various uh, underlings who are going to be taking your classes whilst you're away. Um, you set some research projects that you expect to be done for when you get back. Yep. Um, you pu- you send a few uh, articles to photography journals to be published. You know, academic journals. Because at this point, I still believe that I'm going to beat that fool Mahatma Gandhi. Yeah, you got you got to get your name out there into academic <laughs> journals. You, you I fucking believe in you, dude. <laughs> I mean, about forty percent of the journal articles you submit are essays from your students. You you've rewritten and stuck your name on. Lies. Wow. Your university lies. Your university professor, that's how it works. <laughs> They've done the research, you publish it under your name. Um, wow. you do however write that really exciting journal entry all about your special flash powders. Um, demonstrate your chemical skills. Russell that way though? Do you? Do you I mean, they're, they're untested so far, really, properly in the field. And I don't really want to run the risk that while I'm away for months or however long it's going to be, someone else just takes that journal and then just yeah, runs with it. That's exactly how academia works. Maybe, yeah, maybe so. Someone's going to break into your office and um, steal it. Well. Do you make sure you leave none of your academic research here in this room? Burns yes. it down. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I I rigged the door to this office with one of my flashbangs <laughs> before I leave. I do not do that. I fucking would. <laughs> Scorched earth policy. You just burn all of your academic yeah. papers before you go. <laughs> I scatter around some fake papers. Some papers. Papers. Okay. Don't do it, cat. Don't do it. Not worth it. No. <laughs> okay, uh, the day comes to an end. Do you all join up for one final dinner here in Toronto? That cat flies. <laughs> it does fly. <laughs> <laughs> Not gracefully, I might add. That cat is not graceful. Why does that spell keep opening, Russet? Stop playing with it. <laughs> so we're all at dinner. Did anyone, did anyone, yeah, did anyone else get... know that you can double-click windows inside Roll20 and it puts them as mini-items? This, this, this literally changed my Roll20 game. <laughs> yeah, you can double-click the top bar and it turns them into little things. That you can yeah, click. I didn't know this. I didn't bother to say because I assumed everyone already knew that. <laughs> no, even I didn't know that. And I how, did you not, how did you not know that?
that as a GM. It's like you, I, I could not GM without that function. I did it by accident once, and I was like, "Oh my god, this is so fucking useful." Yeah. I put my character sheet up there. I, yeah, exactly. I, I have, I I have literally a, like a list of about six or seven things just minimised. Yeah. I mean, um, gosh, I know that. Oh, well. it, it, it was two months before um, Arona discovered the pop character sheet out of World Twenty buttons. Yeah, I, I prefer popped out character sheet personally. Oh, I get, I lose them if I do that. This way, they always appear as minimised items, exactly where I expect them to be. I oh, know. See, anyway, the thing is, I have a main. Um, well, Doctor Barrow uh, has actually t- is taking you all out to a nice restaurant in town. Um, it, so everyone has had to dress up smart. Um, wearing trousers. You're assuming <laughs> I have smart clothes. You are given explicit <laughs> instructions, Sam, that they're not going to let you in if you're not wearing a dress. Well, that's unfortunate. He I has, guess however, just... taken the liberty of arranging higher outfit for you for this evening. Describe it. Did he do the same for me, then? Yep, yeah, he's hired the clothing that everyone requires to go out to this fancy restaurant. Um, this... It's actually quite sensible. It's, um, you know, just skirt, blouse... Jacket. Describe the shoulders of the jacket. Um, sensible. <laughs> Rather, they're, they're not they're not out here. They're they're, they're no no shoulder pads at all. It's mm. essentially just a suit with a skirt. Mm. Mm. I'll think about it. You guys, you guys, what you do? I'm, gonna, I'm having an in character think. Uh, I'm going to spend um, an extra half an hour just using my uh, moustache styling kit and wax to um, just make sure that my my moustache... You're so manly! <laughs> extra twirl! Uh, does it curl up at the end like a Canadian Mountie villain? Uh, tonight, so can... yes. That is that is what I'm going for tonight, yep. I mean, that I... is all the style. Yes, Sam? When did the outfit turn up? Um... Sometime this afternoon. So, how long? Okay. You have about two hours before dinner. Cool. I'm going down to the concierge with the skirt. You go down to the concierge with the skirt? Do you perhaps have a tailor or seamstress on staff? Uh, of course, Mum. Do you need them now? Yes, and I'm uh, willing to pay, pay a premium for some quick work. And I mean of quick. Of course, Mum. He takes you uh, across to their... The tailor and seamstress, essentially, they've got their own little shop attached to the hotel. She's a very elderly lady. She must be in her, like, 60s. Grey hair, but she seems very spry. She's like, oh, good afternoon, darling. My, oh. my dear, I, I'm sure you understand that um, I find skirts to be quite an awful um, provision upon um, our, the female kind. I much appreciate if you could turn this garment into a pair of much more sensible um but flattering trousers that would fit my my form and with the rest of this outfit. And I'm willing to pay you quite a large amount of money if you could do it in the next hour or two. Well, why don't I take your measurements and I'll put this back on the rack it came from, click, and we'll find you something much more suitable, darling. Fantastic. Dr. Barrow was in earlier. And he didn't tell me it was for you. If I'd known... Well, I've never... Oh, no, I, I'm used to the, um, the assumptions made on my behalf. Don't you worry. Um, we spend a beautiful there's tea there's uh, lady talk about this that and the other and there is a superb outfit produced off the rack for you and then tweaked just so so it fits you properly brilliant you are a 
shining example of good service and good conversation. Thank you, my dear. You're welcome, darling, and have a lovely evening. I most certainly will do now. And you've had your hair done whilst you're in here. She summoned the salon stylist. <laughs> summoned the salon. <laughs> I mean, it's all down here on the ground floor, and she's a paying customer. So. Now, I had a very different image of summoning the salon. <laughs> ah. Yeah, yeah, the salon. Gentlemen, you are all standing around in the lobby waiting for Sam to arrive as is, of course, traditional, because the lady's always late. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander literally says that. <laughs> well, we that as I'm walking in. Sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, rather than coming out of the elevator, as you were expecting, Sam comes out of the uh, door that leads into like, the tailor and the spa and the salon and all that kind of hotel amenities. Describe what you're dressed as, Sam. I am wearing what looks was, is a well-tailored, but obviously men's suit with just the right shaping to, give it, to fit it to a more feminine form. I mean, it's in a, it's a grey Prince of Wales um, kind of tweed check. Um, and I have a white shirt open at the neck. And you can just about see the glimpse of a locket shape, in the shape of a compass. And I have... If you look a little bit further down, you'll note there's a very large, obviously male, signet ring on her right hand. Um, and uh, Victor is in a suit, looking rather uncomfortable. I'm exceedingly uncomfortable. <laughs> they made this for someone who's a size 80, not 85. <laughs> someone had to help you do up your bow tie. I'm straining at the seams. <laughs> Victor's bow tie is mostly hidden beneath his beard. Uh. Um, Elwood obviously looks immaculate and dapper, as does Dr. Barrow. And uh, Alexander, what are you dressed like? <laughs> like a banana. <laughs> <laughs> like a banana. Um, no, just kind of a, I guess, like a casual dress suit, really. Cool. Uh, Dr. Barrow raises an eyebrow. It's like, that is a very enchanting outfit, uh, Samantha. Can I add, I also have a cane. Oh, just to, I don't need it. It's just a walking stick with a silver top. Everyone needs a cane. That's <laughs> true. That is true. Uh, so well, you've um, got a swagger cane. I do. That is a, definitely a very interesting outfit. Is that the one I ordered? Not quite. Maybe there's... Well, maybe there's uh, yeah, maybe they said the um, it's the wrong room, perhaps. Oh, it fits rather well, if that's the case. Um, I quite like it. Well, um, I'm glad you do, shall we? Our last evening in civilization before we fly off to the depths of the unknown in search of wonders. Yes, wonderful. Shall we um, lead on, Doctor? Uh, he takes you across town to a very nice little restaurant. It claims to be an Italian restaurant. Uh, it's very swanky and very high class. But those of you who have actually ever been in an Italian restaurant are rather suspect at how some of the things are advertised on the menu. That's not a cat, that's a lion. Um, I'm going to assume that I have at some point eaten in an Italian restaurant, given my yeah. history as a an international pilot. An aviator. 
had A of it. I will oh. never have eaten in an Italian before. I have yeah, definitely eaten meatball options with various pastas. None of them are traditional Italian dishes whatsoever, except for possibly the garlic bread. <laughs> garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else is is you definitely get a feel, um, Alexander, that it's the sort of restaurant that is claiming to be Italian, but they've got they've just heard what Italians like to eat. Have gone do, they, do they let me in without any issues? They do, because you are clearly elegantly dressed, clearly some sort of new fashion. Ah. And several other ladies do drop by your table to compliment you on your outfits <laughs> and, and how they themselves are going to have to try out this daring new fashion. I am going to... How how no I'm not going to go there. I'm <laughs> every every um every woman that comes up to the uh, thing to compliment um Sam gets an equally kind of dour look of like no 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 you should you're not going to be able to work in the thing. kitchen if you're wearing clothes like that. It's going to be a fight, isn't there? Roll me your dodge, Alexander. What's that? Roll me your dodge at hard. Crack. Where is my dodge? Oh, there it is. It's not a hard success. Uh, you get slapped by a lady, quite a matronly-looking lady, who was complimenting Sam on her brave outfit, who turns out to be the mayor's wife. <laughs> <laughs> Alexander kind of like, uh, kind of, um, kind of guffaws to himself. Um, it's like, oh, <laughs> leave it in the bedroom, madam. What did you just say to my wife? Says a very portly gentleman emerging <laughs> from his chair. How dare you insult her in such a matter? I'm, I'm going to half rise my chair. Sir, I, I apologize on behalf of my companion. He can't handle his alcohol. It's truly unseemly, I know. But um, I'll, I'll be sure to... In- um, Alexander sure stands up. Later. And uh, and basically says, uh, uh, "I'll be damned if uh, I'm going to be defended by a woman." Well, when we shall settle this in the only way, gentlemen can—a drinking Wait. contest. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but a drinking contest, please. <laughs> Very <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, a drinking contest starts up between the mayor of Toronto. I'm going to join in as a fair competitor. No, you're not. <laughs> oh, no, no. The mayor insists, and then the mayor's wife joins in. I will represent womankind. <laughs> and, and the mayor's wife will represent... Oh, no, she's not drinking, but she's joining oh. in. in the... Yeah, of course she can take part. Uh, Victor, Elwood, why are you joining in this drinking contest that's starting up? <laughs> I suggest that everyone should take part. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure, why not? Well, I'm just, I'm just going to roll because I'm definitely going to fail. Yeah, Everyone there we go. Roll their constitution. There you go. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. The two outdoor survivalists are fine. The mayor is good. Uh, Elwood, the mayor, and Alexander. In the end, you all end up having a jolly good time with bonding. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> wankered. Um, Victor, you don't get wankered, but you do have to give up slightly before Sam. Oh, can okay. I can, can yeah. I introduce them to like uh, a sort of um, uh, oh flying God. song? 
no. <laughs> the the magnificent men in their flying machine. <laughs> That's what we're singing. Up, down, flying around. <laughs> Looping the loop and defying the ground. Um, no, I introduced them to uh, to an RAF like handshake. Yep, you introduced them to an RAF handshake and some RAF drinking songs. Hey. <laughs> and the end, evening ends quite well with Sam declared the victor. As she's drunk, three of the men under the table, and Victor quits when he's ahead. How, how does Alexander feel about this? Uh, Alexander is currently too drunk to care. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, made, I've made friends with the mayor of Toronto. <laughs> I, I don't care about some woman who's won a drinking contest. <laughs> All is forgiven and forgotten. Uh, but yeah, you have a really good last night in uh, Toronto. Everyone gets 1d6 sanity back. Yeah. Hey, everyone. Yay. Um, Whoops. <laughs> that was meant to be uh, sanity, <laughs> not rolling sanity. And everyone gets five luck for having a good night out. I'm just going to yeah. just leave and grab a drink. I shall be right back. Mm. Huzzah! Misogyny! <laughs> I love how you switching characters that are completely at odds with my one character who survived. <laughs> The, that was 100% not the intention of this character, by the way, at all. Oh, I just, I spent the entirety of the last campaign basically being the woman who is constantly berated by everyone, including the other women. And now I'm playing a character that does basically that to That's everyone awesome. else. Whatever the fuck you want, and you'll talk shit about anyone you want. <laughs> I'm an arrogant RAF pilot. <laughs> flew in the war I can be arrogant I flew in the war and once I drank some whiskey but it was too much wait what I need to make what medals do you get many I can only really remember the German ones because I always flew as a German in Red Baron <laughs> 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 oh Jesus! I'm just trying to remember what the um, medals are for um, sustaining an injury. I don't think in the, the RAF. The British don't have one because I know the Americans have the Purple Heart. Yeah, we don't have one. We don't give an award for getting shot. That's kind of the point of being a soldier. <laughs> yeah, the Americans That's get true. a medal for everything. Like you get a, me- a medal for flying over another territory, which is why the Americans often accidentally fly through British airspace. <laughs> I'm not even joking. They do that on purpose so they can go, oh, wow. well, I know it was a mistake, but we'll have a medal. <laughs> wow, I just came across possibly the most, possibly the the biggest, like, are you tried medal ever. So the British RAF have the, um, the Air Force Cross. The Air Force Cross is a non-operational award given to all ranks of the services in recognition of exemplary gallantry while flying not in the presence of the enemy. There still has to be exemplary gallantry involved. Yeah, so I imagine cool. it's not just a, hey, you did some flying, have a, no, have a medal. No, 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 you know what the most ridiculous medal of all time is. Um, it's the uh, Millennium Star 
the, the medal given to all members of the armed forces and the cadet corps for being alive in the year 2000. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> um, no, I was just asking um, if there was a, injury, like a medal for sustaining an injury in the RAF. No, I think it's just the Americans that do that. Yeah, no, you were bad enough to get hurt. Have a medal. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the RAF give you. They might have given you a medal for being injured, for being you know, been a medal for valor or something, probably. Anyway, um, the next morning, you are all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed after your exciting evening. I'm having a nice time, and you assemble after breakfast in the airport. Um, everyone has the remainder of their luggage expertly loaded onto the plane by Alexander, who's left space for people's overnight suitcases. And people? Uh, there is no space for people on the plane, however. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're driving a small car when you're moving house. Just pile the boxes on someone. And you're ready for... For the plane to explode. I'd say that. (laughs) Your 4,020 mile flight from Toronto to Anchorage. How long will this take? What's the maximum range before you have to do school? Well, we we figured this out, didn't we? we? I thought we, I literally gave you a flight plan. You did. Um, I can't remember what, where it is though. Well, cool. <laughs> you worked it out, but um, I, I think I think it was so. The maximum range I think was a thousand miles. Um, yeah. So essentially, you need to do it in, and you've got an extra fuel tank, which gives you one thousand five hundred miles. Um, you've got an extra fuel tank fixed to the underside mm. of the plane. Um, so you need to do it in one thousand five hundred mile hops. Um, so you're going to be landing in Winnipeg and refueling. Cool. Then you will be landing at Fort Nelson RAF base uh, because you're a re- uh, retired RAF pilot. You, you you made a couple of phone calls to Bob. Bob. Who totally, Bob. <laughs> totally cleared you to land at Fort Nelson and refuel. We're going to need a montage. And then after Fort Nelson, you should be able to fly all the way to Anchorage without any further stops. How long will this take? This is going to take you... Uh... Well, it's, it's 100... Let's say 100 miles an hour. So it's going to take 10 out, uh, 15 hours per... Yeah, per it's going to take 15 hours per jump. That's 45 hours altogether. It's a 9-hour flight on modern-day planes that don't have to stop. So, uh, yeah, it's going to take about 35 to 40 hours, with obviously stopping to sleep in between. So, uh, delightful Alexander, you need to now show everyone that you are worth the money you're being paid. I'm not well, being paid pilot. any. I'm not being paid anything, am I? Yeah, you've got a contract. You're being paid. You've been hired. 
Okay, so this is my best skill. If it sucks, there is literally no way that I could improve it. Yes. (laughs) You take off. Um, I I would, I would like to. I, I, as I didn't get a chance to say this, I have already done pre-flight checks and checked the aircraft and everything like that before you. Got me I'm with a fairly knife. sure your successful roll covers that. Thank you. Panic. I just wanted to stipulate that I didn't just jump in the plane and go, right, lads, we're off. <laughs> I mean, you might have done. That sounds like a very. I definitely didn't. I'm a bit. I'm like a bit gun ho, but. Are you being consummately professional now that you're actually flying? Yes. Yeah. The the laid back misogynistic Alexander seems to have taken leave to the professional pilot Alexander. I'm going to sit in the as far back in the, the like the backmost seat. Ah, well, I can actually give you a 3D rendering that I made of the aircraft. Show so me. Can, so I can actually show you what the aircraft is like. Well, if you send it to me, I'll add it to the. And no, you called the plane Entraptor. Did I? Did. Yeah, I've just noticed that the page in World Twenty that we've been on all evening is called Entraptor, and it's the plane. It's oh. written in proper ink in my book now. It's staying as Fran now. <laughs> yes. I don't care what the rest of you call it. It's 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 Fran. <laughs> my notes. I've updated it to Francesca. Fran. It's the name of my boss. <laughs> is that is that why you're worried about me doing that? Okay. Um, the plane is flying. Um. Alexander is obviously flying the plane. <laughs> um, Dr. Barrow is sitting in the co-pilot seat, mostly because he's just excited and wanted to be up front. He's not actually flying or helping in any way whatsoever. I'm very glad of that fact. <laughs> he's, he, he's got a camera and is occasionally taking photos out the window. He's very excited. Bless him. Um, in the back, uh, Elwood, Alex. Not Alexander. Alexander shouldn't be in the back. Um, <laughs> Please don't be in the back. <laughs> Elwood, Victor, and Sam, what are you three doing? Well, probably first, read a bit. First, I wanted to discuss something with, with you two. Oh, sure. So, uh, I'm doing this, like, at a volume that they can hear, but quiet enough that up front in the, in the cockpit, this can't be overheard. Uh, yeah, that's doable, uh, because engines and noise... Yeah. Look, I know technically the doctors hired us on here to catch this thing alive, but mm. I'm assuming I'm not the only one of the, the three of us who thinks that that's a stupid idea. Incredibly. So you both agree that what we should actually be trying to do is kill this thing? Uh, that or try and get some of the locals to help us banish it like before. Yeah. So none of this capturing alive nonsense. We can, we'll put on a show for him, Mm. but the actual goal here is to capture or, well, trap or kill this thing. Yes. I completely agree. I I only need to document the whole thing. I don't care if it comes back dead or alive, so dead is better. And we just need to make sure that we get back alive. That's pretty much what we've been hired for. That's pretty much my rule number one, get back alive. Rule number two, kill or 
full end of this thing as a threat. It's definitely not coming back anywhere else. Roll your sanity, Sam. Oh. Why do you do this? Oh, Jesus. Um, oh, Jesus. Oh, you're... Jesus. <laughs> oh, Jesus? <laughs> um, Sam, you are sitting here talking about this, and Elwood and Vicky, you see Sam go absolutely deadly pale suddenly, and kind of sit back in her chair, half in a faint. All the memories of the monster have just come back to you, Sam. And the fact that you've invited the love of your life to come and join you on the front line <laughs> in pure and utter danger where this thing is roaming the ice, <laughs> kidnapping and possibly eating people. And you've just brought bringing her along with you. And, and it's, it's all kind bigger of, than the last one. And this one is the size of an elephant. According to the photos you've seen, it all kind of hits you at once like a giant ton of bricks that you really need to, like, do some maybe delaying tactics to make sure Cat doesn't catch up with you too soon. Wow. Yeah, uh, Sam Sam looks like she's about to puke. Sam, Sam, are you okay? Are you feeling air-sick? I I, I look for an air-sick bag. (laughs) There is an air-sick bag. I I hold it out in front of Sam. Thanks. And look at her reassuringly. I'm going to, like, lift my hair out the way and just kind of being close to the window for some fresh air. And okay. I'll, I'll just give him a minute. I'll be, I'll be fine. There's lovely pictures of the beautiful plane. Yeah, that's that's like a cross section of the inside. Obviously, it, obviously, I've not added in like all of the stupid detail. Like, there's not all ah. the avionics and stuff in there, but it gives you a, a, an idea of what the inside layout's like and some of the functionality of it. <laughs> cool yeah i am um, i'm just gonna say i it's nothing it just lose two sanity oh, of course i just got that back <laughs> you, know, you shouldn't have invited your love of your life to join you on the dangerous expedition to capture that or don't play <laughs> <laughs> it was that a roll another character plot drama it's i i it just just hit me that we're going out to face another one of these things, a bigger one of these things, and I may have made a, a pretty awful mistake. What, what mistake have you made? And I'm back. I, yeah, I, I invited someone, a, a friend, let's say friend of mine, to join us, and I, I'm beginning to think that was. A poor decision. Are they someone who might be a staunch ally against a threat such as this? And did you warn them that's what they were getting into? Oh, she's well aware what I faced last time, and she knows me well enough. Um, In which case, it was never really your choice to make. (sighs) All right. I mean, wise words. Yeah, no, it's the wisdom over there. Are you stroking your beard as you say this? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. Why would the Inuit really like mellow yeah. him and, and deepened his understanding of the human psyche like so much? I, I would, I would say that I think we're, we're obviously, we're obviously better prepared 
both mentally and physically this time. And having ally, more allies on our side is only going to further our cause, especially if your friend knows what she's getting into. Yeah, you're right. But I'm still making it so that she stays as a... She can stay in support back at base. I'm not letting her out. I'm going to try and not let her out. You mean, you mean like we had Cat back at base as support? <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> wow. God. I mean, it's a valid concern. Wow. Wow. I'm just saying, maybe we should run a bu- you know, a buddy rule system. You know? <laughs> no one no one stays at home alone. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I'm just going to look at, look at Elwood and, and go... Thanks. That was we were good. that was a great talk right until <laughs> like, like, I give uh, it what I take it. Voice, but not only am I now worried yet again, but there's also a lot of guilt for what happened to Cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and none of you went to see her before you left Toronto either. But I spent a very long time in the intervening period trying to work out what had happened and how to solve it. I didn't tell any of them this, though, but that's what I spent most of the intervening period doing. You did indeed. Well, Maybe you should mention that now to try and make yourself feel yeah. better. <laughs> no, no, I'm keeping that inside. I'm not saying a thing. The plane continues to fly across Canada. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to sit back in my chair and kind of stare out the window. You knock back some sleeping pills. I, I, I turn to Victor. And <laughs> you look at the yeah. sleeping pills and remember cat. <laughs> <laughs> um, you said the truth, Elwood, and sometimes it needs saying. Sometimes it needs saying a bit later. I don't know which case it was this time. I understand. Victor is very profound. Ooh. Okay, Alexander. I need you to roll me navigate, please. Wait, oh, I'm dear. just <laughs> Mexico. Here we come. <laughs> I'm just getting. I, I'm, oh, this is oh, this oh. is for this is for immersion. You need me to roll navigate. Yeah, I mean, you have a flight plan, but there's a difference between writing a flight plan and following the flight plan whilst you're in the air. Andale, andale, arriba, arriba. Oh, please, why now? <laughs> Do not go to Mexico. <laughs> We're not going to Mexico, guys. Aww. We've got a hard success. Okay, uh, you fly. Fly, fly, fly. After a while, I'm going to pull myself out of my reverie and decide to distract myself by reading my book. <laughs> Ooh, stomach cake. Um, <laughs> read my book aloud. <laughs> no. Okay, uh, um, so, cat, uh, not cat, cat's in the asylum. Foxy, please roleplay what cat is doing right at this moment. Um, what do you want me to roll? She is she's uh, writing up uh, incredibly complicated mathematical equations to calculate. Um, is it redshift? <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. But no one okay. understands what the fuck she's writing. So she just looks like a Fruit Loop. Fair enough. Of course. Um, uh, Alexander, 
make sure to tick both navigate and uh, piloting. I you have... essentially have a double tick, which is a guaranteed 1d6, and we level you up next. Uh, because you're going to be flying a lot on this trip, obviously, and you can't do much else to expand your skills whilst flying. Um, Sam is reading. Well, you're, which which one are you reading next, Sam? I've only got one book, don't I? Oh, shall I roll another? Is it a 1d4 this time? Yeah. Okay, roll me your English. Uh, Elwood and Victorian, what are you doing? I am reading. We're all reading. Reading a good book. Yeah. Uh, are you also are you continuing to help Victor read these books from... Oh, I still need reading, yeah. I'll do that. Yeah. Okay, both of you roll me your English. English. Hard success. Oh. We are so successful. So, as it's a very long flight, um, you are able to finish this book. Um, I'm just going to mark off that you've read it. I can't believe I failed English. <laughs> That's because you're a dumbass. <laughs> Me fail English? That's impossible. That's because you're a woman. Oh! Um, so uh, Elwood and Victor you both get plus two Cthulhu Mythos and plus ten Occult and I retcon reading no (laughs) (laughs) so two Cthulhu Mythos and ten yeah Great, so I'm I'm flying and you guys are just getting crazy in the back there not getting that crazy. <laughs> Just turn around, you're sacrificing a goat on the table. <laughs> Where did you go? Okay, uh, both of you may now read the text in the rest of the book. Oh, the rest of the book. Does, does, where is the book? Oh, uh, um, I might not have shared it with you. Hang on. Uh, I have not. Let me share it with you. Uh, Nathan E. It should e. be in your mythos tomes now. There of it the is. Of the world. Uh, you may now read this book. Including the thing after um, the picture. You know it. Um, I will add it to your character sheets in just a moment. Sam, you may roll English three more times. Twice more, sorry. Twice more, okay. Jesus. Well, this is going well. Oh, there we go. Okay. The problem is because it's it's the handwriting. It's so obscure and weird and odd and difficult to read. But you are able to translate two more parts of this, mm. um, of these weird math, almost mathematical formulas, but they're not. Uh, Elwood, I'm just going to take control of your character sheet for just a moment to add cool. something. Regret. He's going to add regret. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, up front. Fly in a plane, fly in a plane. We're also bonding with uh, Dr. Barrow. He's talking to you quite a lot, obviously, as you're up there together. Uh, you're having just a jolly good time. Raucous laughter to be had. A jolly good time. And then I pushed her and she fell over backwards over a barrel. You could see her ankles. Oh, ha, 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 ha. 
Her ankles? Oh, gosh, darn it. I wish I'd been there. <laughs> oh, it was a right funny time. Well, let me tell you about the time when we were hazing some newbies in the Beta Kappa. He says Beta Kappa because he's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I regale him with war stories, should he wish to hear them. He does, and he regales you with his war stories. Okay, Craig and Nathan, you now have something added to your spell list. Oh, no. no. I shall add things to Samantha's spell list now. Um, uh, Alexander, on this flight, you may tick occult. Okay. So these are things you're learning whilst you're chatting with Dr. Bauer, obviously. Oh, okay. Uh, anthropology. Cool. I don't think it's on my spell list. On mine. I'll give it a refresh. Sparge. Right, right at the bottom, Craig. Sparge. Um, you may tick first aid and listen. Hey, hey, listen. And polar survival. After all, you've got a 40 hour flight. You spend a lot of time chatting, talking. Uh, you're flying the plane, but mostly it's pointing the plane in the right direction and having a good laugh with Dr. Bauer. And, you know, you, you do get around to some more serious topics. You ask him some questions about some polar survival, what he does, his job, his past. Um, experiences so you get to tick skills which you'll then get to level up that's the kind of trade-off for you flying the plane for so long so miss harrow mm-hmm. i'm gonna add some spells oh no okay so i guess the problem was the fact that my internet died again oh hello again i am back again you return there we go i see it now Yep, you and Elwood have teased that out of the text. It's teased. Hidden. It's hidden in strange cuneiform graphs and charts that Dr. Bridgman has included in this text. Mm. That is a picture of a Fakwa. Yeah, there is. We've seen him before. I've got a really good picture if you want to see him. Uh, we've already <laughs> seen. I've got another picture. No, we don't want your pictures. Keep your fucking pictures to yourself, you <laughs> fucking weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, I don't think I can even do that spell. I don't think I have that much pow. Hang on. Where's my pow? Zone. I'm still adding things. What the hell? There's more. Jesus. No. Oh, that's a typo. It should be that. I don't think I want to know. Oh. I was going to say, that was a, that, that spell must, like, end the world if it cost me that much to cast it. Yeah, no, that, that that's a typo on my heart behalf in this PDF that I have not fixed. Um... Uh, there is one final uh, spell in this book you haven't been able to learn. Okay. 
uh, but those are the ones you were able to tease out of the text during the 40-hour flight. Okay. Okay. Uh, it is a long, pleasant flight to Toronto, generally. Um, oh, hang on. People have finished their books. Uh, you get more mythos, I'm afraid, Sam. Oh. Uh, <laughs> you, you get another four mythos and roll me a D8. Oh, hang on. You lose two more sanity, but you get four more mythos. Four mythos and you take two sanity. Okay. Wow. Well, all the sanity I got back from going for a nice drink is gone, but there we go. That's just the way the cookies grumble. That's why you go for nice drinks, so that you can lose it again. (laughs) I see. Okay, uh, you land, uh, well, hopefully land, as Alexander makes me one final landing roll. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. Yeah. You land in Alaska. Yay. Specifically, Anchorage. Yay. Pray, we have a pilot that can pilot. I know, right? It's a rarity. Who'd have thunked it? Okay. Ash. Yeah. Important question. Mm-hmm. What date is it on the day that we land? Uh, it was the 23rd when we started. It was the 25th when we took off. And it's taken you 40 hours, so... Two and a bit days. It's late in the evening on the 27th. Wait, yeah. I flew 40 hours straight? Well, no, you landed uh, at Winnipeg, you slept. You took off, you flew the next leg, you slept in Fort Nelson, then you flew the last leg. So you, you, you've flown for about 12 hours, slept for about six to seven, then flown again for 12 hours. Yeah, you didn't do it all in one one. one I was going to say. <laughs> I mean, it's 1930, you might have just been popping the... Uh, uh, Roll constitution to not fall asleep. Oh, we are doomed. <laughs> Yeah, no, you were sensible. You stopped places, uh, as per your flight plan that you submitted to me. Um, but yes, uh, Anchorage is a, quite a small... Well, most people will consider this a medium-sized town. Uh, but most of the buildings are wooden. Uh, the only stone buildings tend to be official um, government buildings. Um, there isn't really any parks that you can see, that, and all the buildings seem to be designed for snow. Thankfully, it's July, so um, you're also about 900 miles south of the Arctic Circle currently, so um, um, it's properly normal day-night cycle still. Um, no endless sun currently, thankfully. You're not far enough north from the endless sun. 
Um, but the days are short still. Or longer, even. Longer. Longer. Way. Longer. <laughs> um, but, Dr. Barrow, uh, the airfield is just on the outside of town. It's a small airfield. It is a, it's mostly just a field with some buildings and a windsock and a radio tower. Um, but no one answers the radio tower when you're coming into land, Alexander, so you just land. <laughs> yeah, sounds pretty, pretty standard. Um, and after you've landed, someone does wander out and it's all very excited. Ooh, people, plane. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, work at a, I work at an airport. Like, who'd have thunk it? People and planes. Good God. <laughs> yeah, you get the distinct feeling they don't get many planes. <laughs> Um, Dr. Barrow suggests we lock up the plane in the hangar and he's booked us all into the Majestic Hotel. Ooh. Wonderful. Uh, once we're settled in, we can decide what to do next. I wonder how majestic this Majestic Hotel will be. I was be. just thinking that, yeah. yeah. It is a three-story uh, granite building in the centre of town, opposite the town hall. Mm. Oh, pardon me. I will stow my kit and then I will go and see if I can find a telegram office. Um, there is in no, actually, you're going to have to roll me your spot hidden uh, hard to find oh. it. Take a touch. Um, you cannot. Um, this there are no telephone wires that you can see. You're in the middle of town, and the only telephone wire you see goes into the city hall, and the receptionist tells you that no, they don't have a telegram. I, I, so I'm, I'm the receptionist saying, oh, they don't have a telegram. Like, you don't? Is there one in town anywhere? Um, maybe I've never used it. Right. Excellent. That's most of the news comes in on the ships when they come up from. Uh, the south. Right. Okay. Thank you. That's that's very helpful. Um, uh, actually, yeah. No. No. Now I think about it, we're not connected to um the outside world by telephone wires at all. I mean, they'd have to run them back through the um, Canadian wastes or run some sort of undersea cable back down to Seattle. Of course, you're not. It's it's civilization, but not fantastic. Uh, we have a radio. Well, what's the range on your radio? Uh, quite good, apparently. We can call Seattle and get news that way, too. But, yeah, we don't have a telegraph telephone system, really. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're, they're, they're talking about building a local one, but you just pop next door and have a chat. Right. Um, well, I'll leave it at that, then. I'm going to head down to the docks instead and see if I can find, like, a... I don't know, some form of staging point where people coming off the boat might end up. Okay. Uh, everyone else, what are you doing now that you settled into the hotel and unpacked? Go for a drink. Okay, <laughs> you're going to the bar. Victor? Um, I would take to heart the aircraft maintenance I've been told about and perform some of the maintenance on oh, the no. craft that might need to be done no. considering we're in a 
cold place. How cold is it? Not cold. Yeah. It's July. It's July. It's July. It's about... Hey, I, 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 I glimmed, 80 degrees? Glum. In C, please. That that was in C. It's 80 degrees C. <laughs> 18. <laughs> 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 right, okay, we melt. <laughs> Okay, in which case I don't worry about it after all. <laughs> and um Would you like to have a practice anyway for when you do fly up? Yes, yeah, I would like to have a practice. Okay, uh do you mention this to Alexander before I do run? mention this to Alexander before he runs off to get sozzled. Uh, I, I oversee uh, I take planing very seriously. Okay, um, you can both tick your aircraft maintenance without rolling. Just because you spend some time. And, you know, the airfield does have a mechanic who also offers to help out and offers some help. But, you know, after a 45-hour flight, the plane needs some tender love and care anyway. I just peel off a few dead birds. (laughs) (laughs) Take the empty bottles of gin and vodka from underneath the pilot seat. That's very important. Um, Elwood, um, Alexander and Victor are schnoodling the plane with some maintenance. Dr. Barrow is heading into the hotel. Are you going with Dr. Barrow? No, no, I will immediately start taking photos of everywhere. Okay, roll your photographies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you are extremely good at taking photography. You get some lovely action shots of Alexander and um, uh, doing, doing lots of this, doing maintenance on the plane. You've got a really, <laughs> you've got a really good one where they're both holding a piece of metal they've taken off the plane, and they're both staring at it in utter confusion as if they don't know what it's for. Nice. I mean, that that, that wasn't what was happening. That's just the exact pose you've caught them in. That's the um, money shot. I mean, they obviously know what it's doing because they just, you know, they, they take it nope. down, they do something with it, and they put it back. But That's not what the caption to the photo is going to be. Wow, are you oh. going to smear campaign me, you bastard? <laughs> <laughs> Alexander Anderson, God. useless pilot. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's okay for you, Craig, because you're not supposed to know. <laughs> ah, that's fair. But it's when the, the pilot's trying to explain <laughs> it to you and looks equally confused. <laughs> it's, it's like one of the fuel injectors or something. But, you know, you just caught them in that perfect, perfect moment of dumbfounded confusion. It is beautiful. Such a beautiful picture. Uh, you also get a really nice picture of Sam striding off to get started on the uh, investigation. At least that's the caption you're giving it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And Dr. Barrow suggests that we all take this afternoon to unwind, unpack in the hotel, and tomorrow morning we'll sit down and we'll go over my initial plan for our expedition here. Can, can I also, at some point, with everyone's together, get a team photo so that we can have a before and after? <laughs> um, you... Well, we got luck. Mm, yeah, this one's probably not going to fail. <laughs> yeah, you actually do it as soon as you get yeah. into the plane. And before Sam can escape um, to the telegram office and head to the hotel, you get a full team photo of everyone. Oh, are you so lucky? <laughs> yeah, I can't. I tell you, it just keeps going up, and I don't say anything, because if, if Ash remembers that it keeps going I up... I <laughs> never get anywhere near 90 luck. <laughs> never. 
I'm going to make a note that uh, <laughs> about this. I'm going to have to fix that. Right. Um, Cthulhu turns up. <laughs> if that could come. Rather he oh. didn't. <laughs> Hello. What? Hello. <laughs> um, yeah, you managed to catch everyone for a group photo uh, outside the plane, arrived in Anchorage, 27th of July, 1930. Nice. And we'll end there for this week as you're in Anchorage and you're ready to begin your hunt for the Yig. The big Yig. The big Yig. The big Yig. Yig. <laughs> <laughs> Yig. Big. <laughs>